Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to YHHTMPC. <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. What does that mean exactly? Oh, yeah. You haven't heard This Music Podcast. A show about introducing lesser-known music of lesser-known artists from all over the world. And now, without further ado, a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. And welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, a podcast about listener music by listener artists that we believe are as good, if not better than that, in the mainstream. We are back. It's been a long time. We've had a long break. We did not fuck about this time. But yes, a brand new season, a brand new start, a brand new year and all that jazz. Season 5, episode 1. And uh, I'm excited to get started. I've been preparing for this all day. So I hope this goes well. Uh, we've been off to a bad start, but never mind. But let, for, from here on in, it's going to be fantastic. Um, please go over to www.yhhtmpc.com. Over there, that's our landing page. Everything we do is over there. Um, Artist of the week, the episodes, blogs, vlogs, and you name it, it's all over there. We've got merch. You can buy merch now. That's on the web page. Um, podcast merch and artist merch and merch coming out your arsehole uh, what else what else we got um, yeah if you want to support us you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash yhhtmp you can give us a one one off uh, coffee buy us a coffee a virtual coffee or you can join you can become a member now and um, I'm not really sure about the benefits yet one of the benefits will be that you get the deleted season one and uh, nobody has access to that unless you become a member on buymeacoffee.com. With me, I'm supposed to have a guest. Our guest hasn't turned up. I hope he's okay. So it is just me and the hosts this evening. Uh, so joining me, Wayne. Hello. How it are It has we? been some time. It's only been a year. It's fine. It's what? See what I did there. See what I did there. See what I did there. It's been a whole, you know. We transition for a happy new year is what I'm trying to say. Happy new year. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Well done. <laughs> uh, 
And how are you? You good? I'm very good, mate. I'm very good. I'm all geared up and ready to go this brand new season. Let's see where season five takes us. Season four was a bit of a, a clusterfuck, really, wasn't it? Uh, I think it just represented how the world was, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. But it's going to be a smooth season this year. It's just going to fly through. It's going to be good. We've got the Artist of the Week still. That will be video. We'll still do that video because it's only going to be about five, ten minutes. So I can put that on all the platforms. Um, we've got Grim17 joining us. He's doing the the video reviews. We'll have Michael Sullivan joining us. I think he's going to be joining me on the B-sides. And he'll be doing the write-ups as well for the vlogs. So that's all very fucking exciting. Also joining me, our brand new, shiny brand new host, uh, Mike Five. <laughs> that's a fantastic intro. Thank you very much. How the very fuck are you? I'm very good. I'm feeling shiny. Feeling um... shiny. <laughs> I'm feeling shiny. I feel like the new boy still, but uh, no, I'm mm. good. I'm, 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 you know. I'm excited, and I'm also, uh, you know, really sort of humbled that you guys asked me to join you, so I appreciate that, but um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, it's going to be a good year. It, yes, it's, it's it's all very exciting, um, it's going to be a good year, I can feel it in my bones, I've said that before, but this time I can feel it in my bones, I didn't feel it in my bones before, but my bones, I'm aching with anticipation, so... Yeah. So I'll try to make get to the doctors as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Mm. We're going to move swiftly, swiftly on to our. Oh first... no! Let's, let's talk about let's talk about the arrangements, Rich. We've got new bits. We've got new. You know, you, you can't just you can't just throw people in. So yeah, you t- tell everybody what's going on, Wayne. Tell everybody what's going on. While I fuck about with files, I will tell everybody while you fuck around with files. So uh, we're back, back for a new season, as Rich said. We've got a few new bits uh, added in there. We decided over the break that we're going to go back to what we used to do, sort of thing. We, we, we carry on doing. We're all going to bring a new song every week, like we used to with the whole head to head. But it's not a competition. We're just going to play them because we like them. We've then got the wild card. If you know what the wild card is, you, we all we all love that as hosts. We absolutely love that. Could be absolutely anything. And is always fun. Um, we've got a brand new section which is called Don't Know Much About History where myself on Richie's Say So I go find a song from history and tell you all about it and then play the damn thing. That's pretty much it. That could be weird and wild and wonderful and trust me some of the ones I've found are really interesting. And we're bringing back the intense hardcore but it's not really intense hardcore anymore. We've just got genre and that's pretty much how it goes. We've got the same old thing and then we'll finish up with the artist spotlight when we've got an artist on and we talk about all their records. So a few new bits in there, some of the old stuff, some of the, some brand new stuff, just to keep it interesting. Does that sound all right and correct? That sounds, yeah, I think, I think you just, I think you covered it. We will, because uh, uh, Grim17 is was supposed to be joining us, um, we will play his song at the end anyway, so it'll be kind of like a, an artist spotlight still, um, just because yes. he... I hope he's okay. Grim, I hope everything's all right. But we're going to play your song anyway because I'd listen to it and it is a great song. So yeah, we'll we'll still do that. Um, but yeah, I think I think that that's just about it. You've got no more news, have you, Wayne? No, I'm afraid not. No. Okay, then. Well, in that case, we're going to move on to our first section, which is the head to head. Busy. <laughs> what was that? I said, Ooh, somebody's been busy. <laughs> you liked that, did you? That was very nice. That was class. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this is the head-to-head section. Uh, what 
the plan was, was uh, we all bring a piece of music that we thought our guest would like and then our guest at the end of the head-to-head section picks their favourite song. However, our guest isn't here, so we're just going to play songs. But in future, it'll be a proper head-to-head. So, oh, we're going back yeah. to the old way. Yeah, it's it's different. The old way was we thought we'd bring a song that we liked and then the the guest chooses their favourite. This is... We, we kind of get to know the guests by, by listening to the music and then we bring a piece of music from the submissions that we think that the guest would like type thing. Or you can just bring a piece of fucking music. It doesn't matter. Yeah, so this is the head of... Wayne, I'm going to allow you to go first. I'm going to allow you, you to introduce your artist and <laughs> and shit. I'm laughing because it's in Welsh and I have no fucking idea how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> we were sent this uh, last November. It's by two bands. It's by a band called Taxidermy and a band called Sisters Wives. <laughs> you know what? I've got the Welsh translation. I'm totally copping out on this. It's a song called Is There Peace? And that's not what it's called. It's a Welsh translation, but I can't tell you what it is. Unnecessary. 
<laughs> uh, right, so that was Taxidermy and Sisters Wives and their song. Are you ready for this? Awis Hermuch, which is translated in English to Is There Peace? And I'm sorry to every Welsh listener out there for the butchering of your native language. This was sent in to us uh, via Beast PR, uh, like I say, last November. And I'll read a bit from what they sent us. So Sheffield bilingual psych post-punk four-piece um, four sisters' wives have teamed up with the Carmarthenshire's uh, psych duo Taxidermy for an exciting musical union. Part of a double single... The other being, I'm not even going to attempt that name, but trust me, there's F's and N's and G's where there shouldn't be. And both bands formed a musical backbone of a song and then sent that to the other people and they wrote respective lyrics over the top. So it's a truly collaborative process. I mean, for me, this song, as soon as it starts, it's an instant attention grabber. You know, you've got that bass and that stab of the bass and how it gets you straight away and sucks you straight into it. And then... then it instantly changes and you get that sort of floating fairy-like arpeggio and it gives you that dream-like quality uh, and it's it's almost like it's like a, some sort of 60s underground band that you've never heard of and that's the way that these guys sound and, and, and then it goes all Kate Bush a little bit in the vocal you know there's more than a bit of that in, in the vocal I mean it's it's mystic it's it's haunted in its nature I, I feel like if there was a video to this it'd just be woods and mist everywhere and I mean, the instrumentation is lovely right the way through. You've got a mixture of uh, processed and live all put together. And it's just, it's a very fast song and it, it got me from the minute I played it. Rich? Yeah, it's a lovely piece of music. It's very organic. It's very, I love that flute. That, it, I'm assuming it's flute. It sounds flutish. Um, it sounds like a song, of, it sounds like a song of the elves. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it a lot. It's very, it's very catchy, um, and it, you, you you don't forget it. But yeah, instrumentation, like you say, fantastic, fantastic song. Um, I like the ethereal voice. Too much, not too much, but they put a lot of um, reverb on the voice, and made it kind of adds to the etherealness. Do you like this, Mike? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, really do. <clears throat> it's. Um... I mean, yeah, it's got a bit of everything, hasn't it? It's definitely got a kind of... It's like a heavy version of like a 60s hippie tune. Um, I mean, it, it, could be, it could be straight out of like a gothic interpretation of Lord of the Rings. Um, like if you imagine, <laughs> you know, Lord of the Rings performed by Rocky Horror Picture Show with Swedish death metal <laughs> playing behind it. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of got a bit of that, but it's also like layered wow. with blues, uh, which is pretty cool. I love that sort of... Um, he described it as processed way, and I like that sort of processed organy type sound that's like, you know, wants to be a Hammond but is a little bit screechy. I think that's a nice little touch. Um, and the, yeah, it's just loud and big, and um, I mean, you you can't you can't step away from it. You're just like completely captured by it, which is brilliant. I think it's fantastic. It's a really strong tune. Yeah. Um. So yeah, great song, excellent song. All the all the information pertaining to our artists will be in the show notes. You can go check them out, go and show them some love, go and stalk them and all that. Um, Mike, so what, what what are you bringing? So I've got a band called Torrid, a love affair, who I just call Torrid because it's too long to say all of that. Um, and they are a Brighton base, so right near where I am. Um, Four-piece, uh, heavy, grungy slightly stoner slightly proggy type band um who 
they say they love bands like Alice in Chains and Queens of the Stone Age. You can definitely hear um, a lot of that sort of stuff. It's got a bit of a 90s vibe. Um, they're releasing an album, which is coming out on the 25th of February. Uh, I think it's the 25th, whatever the Friday is around then. Um, and uh, they've got a couple of shows booked up for it and everything else. But um, it's their debut album. It's called Poems from Mars. Um, and this track is going to be uh, the next single. It's called All the Bad Men. Um, and I believe it's being released around Valentine's Day, which I thought was quite an appropriate date <laughs> to, uh, to release uh, a song called All the Bad Men. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. They've got um, three-part harmonies, big heavy guitars, massive rhythm section. I saw them live last year and they're absolutely incredible. Um, so I love this band. I hope you do as well.
there you go. Start with you, Wayne, then. Oh, well, you got any more information on the mic? Anything else? Or I just actually, where did, you discover, where did you discover these, Mike? I discovered these because I live locally to them. Um, and I think they... I'm not sure exactly how we came across each other, but I think it was through social media and stuff, and then I realised that they were just down the road from me. <clears throat> and then uh, it, we just kind of kept in touch, and I put on a show last year and asked them to play, um, and I'm helping them put the, the album out um, next month as well. So I've, I've sort of known them for about a year now, but I can't remember exactly where I found them, um, possibly in a Facebook group or something like that, a local Facebook mm. group. Um but yeah, I, I don't have a lot more to say because I realised I said it all at the beginning because I'm all But um, but what I will say is, you know, I absolutely love um, Sarah's voice. I think she's got an incredible voice, and it, it, it sort of um, I really like it when you have like really clean vocals across really heavy music. I think that works really well. So that's a big selling point for me. And obviously they've got the harmonies and stuff in there as well. But yeah, they're just a really good, fun bunch of um, bunch of people. And uh, it's a great track. Yeah, so, I mean, straight away, as soon as it come on, it's an instant head bob. You know, you, you're there with it because it's so, you know, that it's so rhythmic, it's so tribal. So as soon as it starts, I was like, yeah. So it's the first thing I wrote down, like three seconds in, it's an instant head bob. That's straight away. So I got a bit um, from from the lady's voice, I got a bit of Ronnie James Dio, um, especially in the falsetto bits, and a bit of, I can't remember the damn name of the band. Uh, is it Halo? Oh Perhaps yeah, not. yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, the female-fronted German uh, band. I can't remember what the hell they're called. Oh, I always look down. Anyway, that band. A bit of that from it as well. Like you said, Mike, I love that very clean vocal, and it's very clean vocal of absolute pure sludge. You know, it's a sludgy sound. It's all sort of you know everything is is just mush. It's not cleaning it, and I'm, that's not a criticism. It sounds like one. It's not. That's exactly what it should be for this sort of music. It's got that sort of thing. Everything I do is not reinventing the wheel, and again, not in a bad way. If you like this style of music, you're a built-in fan because you're going to love it. It's it's right there for you. Uh, there's some really nice progressions in the song. I like the way it sort of lifts when you come to the to the chorus. It does take it away from just being that same sort of bouncing tribal rhythmic section and i do like the way that when they get to the bit where she sings about a psychopath everything goes a bit clean and the timing changes sort of to sort of note it that it's a bit unhinged and it's cleaner as well i don't know what i'm saying about a psychopath but yeah i i, I like that juxtaposition in that moment yes this is very it's a very well put together song yeah it's nice mm, don't really think there's much else to say um for, for, for me personally am i even talking yeah, I am. Yes, you um, are. <laughs> I thought I'd muted myself. your head? <laughs> I thought I'd muted myself. Um, I, lo- I like the song a lot. I love the song. I love the singer. The, the problem with this band is I don't think they're a band you can properly appreciate listening to them recorded because um, I, think, I think they're definitely a live band. You need to see these guys live. And on, on stage, they'll smash it up on a good show. They'll sound fantastic. I don't think this recording was the best. She sat above the the um, the music, above the mix, and uh, didn't quite... She never quite got into the mix. It was always above the mix. And sometimes it felt a bit flat, her vocals, but you can tell she's not... A bad singer. You can tell she's an amazing singer, and I don't know if it was the person who did the mixing or the mastering, but um, yeah, I think this is one of those bands you definitely need to see live. But I do appreciate the song, and I, if I'm ever in the area, I would go, go definitely go and see them. Yeah, they're they're an amazing live band. When um, 
we put the, we, it was an all day thing with different stages and within about I would say two minutes of them being on stage all the other stages were empty because everyone flooded in to go and see what was going on uh, which was really interesting and it was it was a yeah, massive massive gig massive sound um, but yeah they're, they're fantastic and I think they're already starting to write the, um, the second album now um, so they're kind of uh, on it and, and constantly kind of you know, thinking ahead and stuff like that. Yeah, I really like them. I, I also think that, um, I think you're right in that it's, it's deliberately familiar, but I do think it brings it up to date as well. I think there's definitely something they have that they don't necessarily sound like anyone else. They just sound like they're influenced by lots of cool bands, which I really like. Um, yeah. 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 I really them. Yeah. So go check them out, people. Go check them out in the show notes. Their links will be in there. Yeah. And the likes. Moving on to me then. I'm going to bring my artist now. My artist is. Anna Shoemaker. <clears throat> That's a name I've never heard of before, Shoemaker. Shoemaker. Is it Shoemaker no, or Shoemaker? No, 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 it's Shoemaker. <laughs> yeah, Shoemaker. It's one of them, isn't it? It's an English thing, isn't it? Yeah, people used to, people's second names used to be named um, after what the, the family business was or something like Smith or Bar- Barbara Posti- Prostitute and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, with the release of her debut album, Anna is breaking out of the bedroom pop world into a more mature and intentional sound, writing her feelings as though you've been living them alongside her. Following last year's singles, Change My Mind, Sick, and It's Depression, featuring middle part, Everything is Fine, Everything is Fine is an electrifying and propulsive addition to her upcoming album. It's about burning it all down until the only thing left is you, says Anna. You are the only person who has the power to ruin your life. The pairing video, which was directed by Josephine Cardney, stars Anna in her own self-destructive fantasy, burning and destroying all that surrounds her until all she has left is herself. Uh, there's a bit more on her. Uh, you can check that. Check out, obviously, in the show notes. We'll leave her links and everything. But yeah, this is um, this is the song that I just said. Is it Everything Is Fine or is that the album? No, now it's his no, debut album. No, no, that's the album. So what the um, fuck am I playing? No, the song is called that. The song is okay, called so that this is going to be the, the uh, t- title, title track from the album then, Everything Is Fine. wrong with me stuck in between apathy and whatever the opposite of that is my ex-senses when I'm fine comes back and ruins my life but I'll be alright I'll be
by Anna Shoemaker um, if my memory serves me correct she now lives in Brooklyn but originally from Philly um, this is out and out pop with a with a with a whiff of rock I love it it's just punchy catchy it's very well produced very well produced um, this isn't going to be for the likes of Mike who's into his rock and everything but I, I liked it and it was, sh- it was short and straight it's only Two minutes fifty, and uh, yeah, he just you know didn't, didn't go over. He gave you exactly what you needed, and then finished. I liked it. Did you like this, Wayne? Yes, mate. I, I did. I liked this a lot. And a, and a shoemaker is uh, as, as she has got a, a hand on the pulse of everything that is contemporary at this very moment. Mm. And I think this song, this song, should do very well. If spitting in the, in the eye of Billy Eilish and Taylor Swift, <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, it's. It's spitting in the eye while dipping the toe in the same pool, isn't it? Because that's how it feels to me. It's got that same feel. I mean, like you said, there's whiffer rock. I got there's more than a hint of pop punk to it. And even if it's just the attitude of it, it it, it has got that moment. I mean, it's that lovely choral bass as soon as it's over-choraled. You know, they've turned the chorus right up on it. So it's it's past the point where it's sort of sitting in the background where it just takes over and is like, no, we're here with this and you're going to like it whether you fucking like it or not. And I like that about it. Um, fantastic anthemic chorus. I can see, see a sea of people at festivals and gigs with their hands in the air singing, everything is fine because... Fucking let's hope so, uh, after the couple of years. But we age well in on that. Um, and you said her name was Josephine Card- Cardenoin, was it? Josephine Card- Cardenoin? The lady who did the one. video? Yeah. Uh, absolutely fucking storming video. And anybody out there who wants to do a video, watch these people. Because there's only a bit of budget in this video, and that's when she sets the goddamn woods on fire at the end. The rest of it is in a single location, and it's just interesting shots, done well, edited, slapped together as fast as it can, and creates something very interesting. So if you've got a decent camera, and we haven't talking a DSLR, just a decent camera and a decent idea, this is what you could do with 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 what with that sort of no budget. So definitely check out the video because I think it's brilliant. The video. I agree. Mm-hmm. What did you think, Mike? <laughs> 
Excellent. I haven't seen the video, so I'll have to. I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Actually, it's uh, it's one of those where it's it just it's really wide across the mix. So you sit there with your headphones on. It sort of blows your head off a little bit. And halfway through, I just switched to speakers to kind of um, get the sound of it. And it was it's really intricate. Like the, the mix of the whole thing, it just sounds really good. Uh, really, I can't speak. Really good. That's uh, <laughs> what I was going to say. Um, but yeah, I, I, I absolutely love it. I thought the um, vocal was really good it was kind of you know it was a little bit intense it was a little bit um not sort of tongue-in-cheek but almost sarcastic in what he was saying i suppose which i really liked um and it kind of it felt like it was sort of stretched it was emotive do you know what i mean there's a lot of emotion in the vocal um which is really cool the rhythm section was just noisy and big and like you say you'd be standing at a festival going absolutely nuts with with that coming over the speakers um yeah i thought that's brilliant right on my street to be honest with you it's really good Mm. Um, obviously, you're new to us, really. I mean, we've known you for a while, but new to us on the show. So it's a case of getting used to you and your taste. I didn't think this would be your bag. <laughs> ah, well, I may surprise you. you never know. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult to dislike a lot of... Like, there are certain things I, I don't really get into, but we play a lot of... We play a wide range of stuff. My worry about music like this is because it's... Uh, it's it's pretty much overproduced. It's got so much production on it. When you talk about going to festivals, some people smash it, but it's hard to recreate that on stage then. And then people who know you are left disappointed. I mean, you, you've seen it all the way you know, back through to the 80s with Madonna and people like that who have overproduced the work and then they've gone on stage and everybody's gone, well, that was shit. Um, which is which is a good thing about rock music you know where it's, it's pretty much what you record is what you get there's a little bit of production and the only production is just trying to make everything meld together properly yeah right so that was the head-to-head uh grim what did you think fantastic i won um so yeah we're gonna move on to the next we're gonna move on to the next <coughs> excuse me i've got, I've got to say rich i gotta say that might be the worst irish accent i've ever heard in my life <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even trying was it I mean, so uh, what did you think then Grim? oh yeah definitely potato definitely yours yet potato um that was probably slightly racist uh, so we're going to move swiftly on, and I do apologise, Grim, uh, if, if I haven't edited this out. Right, <laughs> so we'll move on to your the terrible Irish accent accident through my through my connection. <laughs> you did just, just drop out for a second there. Right, so we're going to move on to the wild card. Right, um, <laughs> regular listeners. That was brilliant. <laughs> regular listeners will know that the wild card is. I go onto the emails of, um, with all the submissions, and I just flick through them, and we land on a random one and listen to it. So, Mike, if you would yep. like to, um, if you'd like to just uh, say stop any time after now, because I'm flicking, flicking, and I'm flicking, and I'm flicking. Stop. Okay, so we have been sent to us from Stephanie Finnegan. Hi, Richie. Uriah. 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 Uriah is a new artist signed to Society of Loser Records. 
making a, a unique brand of queer electro-punk folk. Their deb- debut single, Irons, will be released on the 11th of the 1st, 22. So that's out now. Here's a sneak peek just for you. I've got no links. I've got no links to her socials. I've got no... No. Oh. However, we've landed on I'll have to play it and... Uh, I'll have to do some due diligence and uh, see if I can find any links on Uriah. How are you spelling that, mate? Double O-R-Y-A. Uriah. So, yeah, I'll try and find some links to put in the show notes to her, him. Uriah? Does it say it's a she? And of... I don't know. Have a listen. So this is Uriah with their song, Irons... Try to bubble 
So yeah, um, Royat with uh, Irons, and that song was absolutely fucking balmy, but <laughs> really fucking good. I really liked it. Um, the the way she was singing reminded me of a band called DC Talk. They did a song years and years ago. DC Talk did. And it was kind of like a parody of one of their songs off the album. And they was taking the piss out of it. And they were singing like that. So it almost sounded like she was taking the piss. But um, <clears throat> I think she's trying to do the old... Um, bring, the, bring in the old Kate Bush vibe into the modern era, is what I'm feeling. Uh, Wayne? Yeah, okay. So straight away, I, I like to... I've got a new tack this year. As soon as a song starts, I'm going to write down the first thing that pops in my head. And the first thing i got for this is... Pulsating robot sex, um, <laughs> followed swiftly by that by what you picked up with a vocal, Rich. I think it's deliberately challenging. It's it's sitting above the mix and it is it's an attention grabber. It's there and it's like listen to what I'm saying, hear every single word of it because I mean it's abstract as all fuck for me. It's, it's a you know yeah. it's, it's mycelium and stuff like. That. I'm gonna have to look up these words afterwards. I don't know what they fucking mean. But, but the fact <clears> that you picked up the word, it's clear. Yeah. You can, Clear and concise, you can, and she's enunciated yeah. it all really well. Maybe, maybe like you say, she's enunciated it over, uh, yeah, over enunciated so to make sure you hear what she, mm. she's singing. She's got a bit flat, of flat, flat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, she has got, a, she has got, like you, you said, Kate Bush. I would pick up a bit of PJ Harvey. Got a bit of PJ Harvey mm, to her. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the bass riff in it is substantial. It is something that grabbed my attention, and it sits just underneath the vocal, so it's there, and it's like it's full on, you know, it's really going for it. And there's a foghorn synth in there, and I bloody love foghorn synths, absolutely love it. So every time that goes in the background, it got my attention as well. Yeah, I really like this. Um, I mean, it almost feels like it should be an art, an art installation. So an art like installation, an art, an art installation, an art installation. You know, you go to like the Museum of Modern Art. <laughs> you could see that, that that you go to the Museum of Modern Art and there's an art art, art installation, <laughs> and they're playing this in the background. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, the, this wouldn't be out of place in in one of those things. I've been to a few, and they're a bit out there and a bit you know trippy, and I think this would fit well with that sort of thing. Yeah, I liked it. Mike? I thought that was superb. Um, so I can't quite go over arse insulation, but I think I just misheard it. <laughs> you know insulation. <laughs> um, <I, laughs> um I did actually find, I looked them up, I found, uh, found them online. Um, apparently it's pronounced Iwaya, as in Iwaya. Iwaya. That's what it says, pronounced Iwaya. Uh, and it says, made with guitar, synth, beats, bass, and James the emotional support giraffe. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's proper. I once, I was once dragged to, um, I'll say dragged, that's a bit unfair, but I, I was taken to a, um, art installation thing in Bristol. And one of the pieces was a plank of wood that someone had nailed three nails into wonky. Um, and then they wrote about, must have been about 10 pages about why that meant something. And I thought, oh, this is not something I understand. <laughs> this is not a yeah. world I, I can really uh, relate to. Um, I think high art can take the piss sometimes. So oh, that, uh, that installation where, where the, I think it was a London museum, I might be wrong, but there's a museum and everybody was stood around this mop and bucket talking about it being off and whatever. The janitor just left it there. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't, even, an, wasn't even an installation. 
brilliant. It's, it's, brilliant. You're absolutely right. I mean, the crazy things I've seen and, and been to and, and just the randomness of... Uh, we got the Barbican not far from us uh, at the music at the uh, University of Birmingham, right? And you walk in there, and you've got some Dutch masters in there, and you've got these fantastic brush strokes and stuff that I can't comprehend how long it took them to do. And at the right. front, they've got a bit of they've got a bit of modern art. And I walked in and thought, oh, it's really nice. They put the kids' art on the wall as well. <laughs> some, of, some of these things, I really did. Honestly, honestly it's just looked. It looked like you know when you do that thing when you're a kid and you get some wool and put it over. Uh, a canvas and you go i've got three different strands of wool and i'm going to make a pretty couple of lines it was that but it was 25 grand and i was like <laughs> i don't get that shit at all can't get it at mm. all it's, it's not for me at all G- give me something where somebody's toiled over it over over any day i don't understand it but that's I, think that's they toil, I don't think that i think they toil more over the explanation to try and sell the piece because they've got to convince people that that piece of shit that's put on the wall is something amazing. I think it's the emotional toil, isn't it? There's it's, it's clearly there's something in it. Um, what I was going to say is that this song was not like that because it is very accessible. Um, yes, and although, yes. <laughs> it's weird and out there. Uh, it's also beautiful and brilliant, and I enjoyed it very much. I love the bass. The bass line was outstanding in that. Um, but, yeah, absolute tune. Uh, definitely a fan of Uaya. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fan of who are you? Not a fan yeah. of modern art. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I've got to be careful. My wife's an artist, although she's not. A, she doesn't do that sort of art. But I've got to be a little bit careful because uh, she knows people. But yeah, do you remember uh, the first time out there? Going off on a tangent here. First time I was ever made aware of modern art was a fair few years ago, and it was the Turner Art Prize. I'd never come across Turner Art Prize. It was on. It was on the news at ten. And I thought, oh, and this year's Turner Art Prize goes to I don't know the, the artist's name, but I'm not joking. It was a white room with a light switching on and off. And they won 250 grand for that. And I went, what the fuck? 250 grand for a light switch on and off. Yep, 250 grand for it. That's how I view Kanye West. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's basically my opinion of him. Oh, dear. <laughs> let's, let's move on from the art chat anyway. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to check out Uoya, we'll leave her information, if I can find it, in the show notes. And if Uoya is listening to us, uh, have a word with your um, PR and say, you need to start sending links and shit. Well, you know what we need to know, don't you? We need to know, Uoya. (laughs) Ironically, yeah. You're going to fit right in here, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Right then, so we're going to move on to the next section, our next section, which is the... Is that the good genre As Neil so um, eloquently stated, it is the Intense Hardcore Genre Musical Challenge Mode Go. I was tasked with finding some funk some time ago now. Didn't get, I got a few responses off Twitter. Uh, we had one yesterday, but it's a bit late now, so I'm not going to play them. However, they're really good, so we might have the, those guys back on in future. I forgot the name now, so don't know why I'm talking about them. But um, who I am going to play is someone called Joseph Malik, and this is going to be his song, I Quit My Nine to Five. (laughs) 
Joseph Malik, I quit my nine to five, featuring Nikki King and Chris Grieve. So during lockdown, Joseph Malik kept himself busy by producing his first single from his forthcoming album, Diverse Part Three, with the Easter Road Northern Soul Band and his label sisters, including special guest and long-time friend and powerhouse vocalist Nikki King. Joseph's battle plan was to, was simple. Let's just go and write a song that reflects how everyone is feeling right now. And I Quit My 9 to 5 is Joseph's response to folks being furloughed or paid off. Not just the music industry, but all the chefs, taxi drivers, bar staff, teachers, the ordinary person on the street. The lyrics came to Joseph late one night at 2am. So, yeah, that, that's that song. Um, so what is... Great, great song, by the way. But uh, what, what is what is funk? I hear you saying. Well, let me tell you, funk is an amalgamation of rock, soul, jazz, R and B. But what really is funk? Funk is a feeling. It's a sensation. It's a groove. It's a rhythm. Popularized by the likes of James Brown, Prince, Sly Stone, George Clinton, and many other artists. It's a fashion statement. It's a bad smell. Fuck me, that smells funky. It's a rebellion and a celebration of black culture. Without funk, you wouldn't have many many other genres such as hip-hop. It's inspired and innovated generations of other music and will probably more than likely inspire other generations of music to come. With funk, the band becomes one big organic musical entity. Unlike other genres and other bands where they have their individual parts and individual players where they work together to create a song, in funk... You become one. You become one instrument almost. What R&B, soul and rock did before was to focus on the second and fourth beat. But what funk did was to focus more on the first beat and uh, sometimes the last beat. So that's where you'd get that boom, chicka booka, boom, boom, type shit going on. But yeah, if you can listen to a good funk band without wanting to air slap the bass or dance to the music, you're either dead inside or you don't like music. And on that, Wayne, what did you think of this? Oh, mate, that was that was spectacular. I loved every second of that. It was brilliant. I've never been in this side of the of the of the uh, of the table before. Listening to somebody else talk about uh, genres, that was uh, I, I've been doing it wrong all this time. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, straight, I bloody love it. Uh, this is this is I I fell in love with funk a, f- a few years ago accidentally. I think like anybody else does when they come across funk, it just gets in you. You know, there's there's no way around it. Instantly, I'm not cool enough to listen to this record, but by listening to this record, I am cool enough to talk about it. It's one of those <laughs> strange, uh, you know, ouroboros moments. I love how it starts and it's classic seventies like New York funk. You've got that feel, you know, do it, do, and it's it's there. And then you just out of nowhere, you get this neo jazz funk infusion, and you get like a bit of Jimmy Requay in there, and you get a bit of you know, sort of what funk would be now. It's got that sort of washy feel and that sort of washy sound and that sort of space sound to it. I loved it. It was effortless as well. There was, you know, there was no sort of step two. It just changed and that was it. It was organic. It felt right. My last note really is people with this much talent make me fucking sick. That's it. <laughs> yeah, the, the the musical talent within that song, that band was uh, up there with some of the best jazz bands. Yeah. So what did you, you think of this, Mike? <laughs> First of all, I agree with the, the last statement. <laughs> it's, uh, it is sickening. It's too talented. It's not fair, really. It makes it just makes you not want to bother, doesn't it? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's, I, I really liked the um, the explanation, actually, afterwards, because I was listening to it going, God, this bloke really doesn't like his job. But um, but actually, it's got much more poignant um, meaning to it, which I thought was, was really good uh it would make me listen to that again yeah i don't know much about funk music i mean i i enjoy it I've, I've watched a fair few um kind of local funk bands and stuff over the years and um i guess my my main experience of funk is watching stop making sense by talking heads which is one of the um probably one of the greatest music concerts ever uh in my opinion and there's there's a, certainly a section of three or four songs in there that are very very funky um and then i sort of skip 20 years and go straight to Jamiroquai. Um, so this is definitely a genre I would dive more into um, and like to find out more about. I also really liked when you said about smelling funky, that did make me giggle like a small child, so thank you for that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's brilliant. That's, it's super talented. It's amazing that people are doing this now because obviously it's a, it's a genre that I think people associate um, with, a, with a time period mostly, with the sort of 70s, I suppose, um, or with part of that. And... Um, yeah, it's great that people are coming out and releasing stuff right now that's you know hugely relevant and has all that amazing amalgamation of instruments and just superb talent on display. Uh, yeah, I love that. I thought it was really cool. Definitely makes mm. you dance as well, which is, you know, can't go wrong with that. I think funk will always have a place on the musical stage. I mean, um, look at the likes of Bruno Mars. He's done a lot for funk, I think, um, and probably mm. other artists. I'm not really into the mainstream but yeah it's it's always gonna be one of those that comes back around again and has a place on the musical stage and these guys are smashing it out of the ballpark i'd like to see these guys live actually that would be amazing wouldn't it that'd be really mm. good yeah so um wayne that was that was the yeah so that was the intense hardcore genre musical challenge might go uh, if you want to check out these guys, links in the show notes, go and show them some love, go and listen to their other stuff. They've got plenty of other stuff to listen to. And next, we're going to move on to our new, brand new, brand shiny new section. Um, and it's the, you haven't heard this music podcast, history section. Bubbling over with music. take it away right okay let's are you sitting comfortably then i shall begin um i've decided to call this chapter one because this is a brand new section 
this is Richie's baby that he's handed off to me, um, all about history of music, and I'm just going to pick a random song, or somebody can challenge me with a song, and I'll go and look it up. If it's got an interesting story or something like that, then I'll research it and bring it in. So without further ado, let's start with this. So on chapter one, I decided to bring Everything Stops for Tea by Jack Buchanan. The reason I'm bringing this is because way back in our history, the history of the podcast, in season two, episode one, Rich brought Professor Elemental and a version of this song, which was Everything Stops for Tea. Uh, do you remember our special guest on that episode, Rich? Do you know who it was? I do not, but if I remember right, I think he was in that same vein of uh, uh, Britishness type music. I can't uh, think of his no, name. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> he was. Oh. He was Kyle. He was Kyle Hawkins from Brooklyn. Uh, he was a good guest. I remember that was season uh, yeah. two, episode one. That was season two, episode one. That's what I just said. Yeah, exactly. Oh, did you say that? So, <clears throat> sorry, I did. <laughs> pay attention i did say pay attention anyway let's let's move swiftly on with this so everything stops for tea by jack buchanan uh is originally from a 1935 musical uh called uh, called coming out of the pa- sorry come out of the pantry um which is coming in from the pantry <laughs> coming in the come out of the pantry what we was doing in the pantry is beyond me but yeah come out of the pantry uh and it was um pantry. this this in turn was adapted from a 1934 novel by uh, Alice Overmiller. And uh, the film it's, uh, it's from, this is also called Come Out the Pantry, has a 5.4 score on uh, IMDb. Uh, here we go. This is, this is the bit I like the most. So the musical numbers for the film, including Everything Stops for Tea, were written by Al Hoffman, Al Goodhart and Maurice Sigler. Uh, with Maurice Sigler writing most of the lyrics. None of these people were British. They were all Americans. Which, <laughs> when I was researching this, I love that so much because it's everything stops for tea. And then the absolute kicker in the face is Jack Buchanan is Scottish as well. So he is British, but he's not English. And we associate tea drinking with being English. Um I mean, Jack Buchanan, he was a Scottish actor, singer, dancer, and he was known for three decades, apparently, as the embodiment of the debonair man about town. And unfortunately, he died in 1957 at the age of 66, and he never fought in either of the world wars. Now, I bring up the world wars because during World War II, music played a pivotal role in boosting morale and rallying spirits and, you know, all that stuff. And it took on a toll of passing on information and empathy, you know, White Cliffs of Dover by Vera Lynn, you know, we'll meet again. It was all that sort of stuff. And Everything Stops for Tea was used by the Ministry of Food to, at the time, uh, and it was a song that was popularised to bring up the point of tea rationing. Play the clip, Rich. Tea ration is up to two and a half ounces a week. And two and a half ounces a week means ten ounces every four-week period. Four ounces, eight ounces... But we can't break this packet in half, so you'll get your tea like this. 12 ounces one period, 8 ounces the next, then 12, then 8, and so on. That's it. That was that. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot longer, but that's it. Yeah, so uh, it was used, like I say, for the Ministry of Food. There have been 12 cover versions of this song that I could find, uh, including 1965's uh, Sar Chin and 1972's John... Uh, John Baldry, uh, 2001's Wilk Mansky Blackett. Uh, wow, I can't be right. Yeah, Wilk Mansky Blackett, and obviously Professor Elemental song. Uh, so this is Jack Buchanan with Everything Stops for Tea. 
Hello. Hello, hello. Yes? What? No, thanks very much. It's awfully good of you, but I'm much too busy today. Yes, yes, very, very busy. Yes, thank you. Hello, hello. Yes. No, no, that's awfully kind, yes, but another day I'm frightfully busy, yes. Thank you very much. Mr. Buchanan, what is it? I want you to listen to this song of mine. A song? Yes, song. Must you? I really must. Must you get it out of your system, I suppose. Yes, I'll play it for you. Yes, thanks, awfully, yes. Yes, (laughs) dear, dear. Sounds like the one I heard yesterday. It couldn't have been. No? No. I think it's awfully good. Uh, Mr. Buchanan. Yes, what is it? May I have your autograph? Autograph? I can't write, I'm sorry. I've got a new book space yeah, but I'm before. very busy. I've come a long way, you know. Yes. Equally long way to go back, too, isn't it? Yes. Goodbye. Hello. Hello. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No. Your tea, Mr. Buchanan. Tea? Ah, oh, that's different. Bless your heart. Every nation in creation has its favorite drink. France is famous for its wine, its beer in Germany. Turkey has its coffee, and they serve it blacker than ink. Russians go for vodka, and England loves his tea. Oh, the factories may be roaring with the boom a lack zoom a lack wee But there isn't any roar when the clock strikes four. Everything stops for tea. Oh, a lawyer in a courtroom in the middle of an alimony plea has to stop and help him pour when the clock strikes four. Everything stops for tea. It's a very good English custom, though the weather be cold or hot. When you need a little pickup, you'll find a little teacup will always hit the spot. You remember Cleopatra had a date to meet Mark Antony at three. When he came an hour late, she said, you'll have to wait, for everything stops for tea. Oh, they may be playing football, And the crowd is yelling, kill the referee. But no matter what the score, when the clock strikes four, everything stops for tea. Oh, the golfer may be golfing, and is just about to make a hole in three. But it always gets and saw when the clock yells four, everything stops for tea. It's a very good English custom, and a stimulant for the brain. When you feel a little weary, a cup will make you cheery, and it's cheaper than champagne. Now I know just why Franz Schubert didn't finish his unfinished symphony. He might have written more, but the clock struck four, and everything stopped for tea. Right, so that, that was Jack Buchanan and everything's lost for tea. So, uh, Rich, go for it. Um, yeah, this, wow, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a stereotype of Britishness, isn't it? His, vo- his voice reminds yeah. me of uh, Kenneth Williams. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Kenneth, for, for me, Kenneth passion. Williams was the, was the last of that generation of people that spoke like that. I don't think you get anybody who speaks like that anymore. No. But yeah, there's a few mistakes in the song, obviously. Um, while spouting about the British and tea drinking, he mentions uh, Franz Schubert, who was uh, an Austrian composer, so not British. Uh, Cleopatra, famously not British, um, which embarrassingly, I only realised recently, uh, it, her name isn't 
first and second name, Cleo, then Pacha. It's actually one name, Cleo Pacha. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, Boomalaka, Zoomalaka, we sounds suspiciously African. <laughs> Probably not. Well, uh, it's written by the... Americans, so you got to let them off. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love it, and I can relate to it. I can relate to it. Generations before me would definitely relate to this. Um, I think it's something that's going to eventually die out, worryingly. In 2018, Britons were believed to drink around 165 million cups of tea compared to 95 million cups of coffee. Uh, which is a big gap, but more recently they did the study again and coffee actually tied with tea. So it seems that we're becoming very more Americanized, all coffee shops on every fucking corner. But uh, yeah, I still love my cup of tea and I'll, I'll always be that way, but I feel like we might be the last generation of people to be that way. But yeah, song, song, love it. It's a great song and it's... Uh, brilliant. Yeah, it is brilliant. Mike? Brilliant. Uh, I've, I've actually got a mug on my desk here. Uh, which says <laughs> T-Rex, and it's spelled T-E-A-R-E-X, and it's got a picture of a T-Rex on it, as in the dinosaur. <laughs> but it's also inexplicably got a picture of a Stegosaurus on it, which is, I don't know why. It doesn't really make sense with the pun. <laughs> but uh, but the point is that there is there is something um, innate, uh, like being, drinking tea... And supporting the England football team are the only things that actually make me English, because uh, my whole family's Irish. Um, so <laughs> they're the only two things, although drinking tea is also a very Irish thing as well. Supporting England is not. It's frowned upon in my family. But, uh, yeah, so I like, you know, I really like the, um, there's something quite uh, comforting and, and kind of, uh, you almost want to defend tea when you hear stats about coffee shops on corners and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. There's, some, there's a certain amount of pride in having a big, strong cup of builder's tea. I thought the song itself um, was brilliant. It was kind of, it was jaunty, it was fun. I love that intro where you sort of palming people off. I thought that was genius. Um, it's one of those where, yeah, it's just, it's really enjoyable um, and it's, it's really well put together and a lot of that music from that era is really well thought out and there was so much going on I guess um around that time with um you know with, with uh, jazz music and blues music starting to break through and all the rest of it and then you have these big uh sort of you know cabaret eloquent over-the-top musical productions as well uh it's kind of a really interesting time to dive into so um yeah I really enjoyed that I thought it was a good slice of history I definitely learned something uh, and I would definitely go in there and root around in that sort of space uh, another day and see what else I could find. But uh, yeah, really enjoyable. I like that. Uh, and it mm. made me made me beat my chest with pride for English tea. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, for those who are listening and wondering why we're doing this section, uh, it's because I, I believe there's a lot of good music out there that's been forgotten and there's, because, and there's now lesser known music. So it fits in the um, subject matter of what we do. So... Wayne's going out and he's finding songs that have been forgotten but have got a bit of history, a bit of something to them and just giving them a platform again, which is really good. And this song is a fucking brilliant example of it. I think Professor Elemental expanded on the lyrics. Oh, don't quote me on that, but I think he, he did, expanded yeah. on the lyrics. He did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he straight took some out and replaced them with more idioms from he sort of... He brought it up to date. yeah. Either way, it, both of them work, you know, in, in, in context of what they are, both of them work. I thought it was quite stripped back. Yeah, this his one. And Professor Elementals, he's using a bit of this and he expands and 
puts a drum and bass sort of beat underneath it as well to give it a more lively feel. It ups the tempo as well. I mean, it's already, you know, we'll just look about 125, something like that. It's about 145, I think, tempo-wise for about uh, um, Professor Elemental. But it works. It's a really, both of them are really fun songs. You know, like you say, there is something primal about tea. You know, it's like you say, you'll always jump the, to the defense of it for some reason. It's 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 in your blood. That's it. You're born loving tea. <laughs> yeah, agree. Okay, yeah, love that one, Wayne. Thanks for bringing that. So we're going to move on to our final section of the show, which is our artist spotlight. Mike, uh, you've known Grim Seventeen for a long time, I do believe. So, do you uh-huh. want to fill us in on Grim and his, uh, who he is and what he's about and everything? Oh, I can do. Yeah, I can do that. Put me on the spot, but why not? Sorry, um, well, just, it just came to me right then and there. Yeah, no, fine. Yeah, no, we'll go with the flow. Um, well, I have known Grim Seventeen a long time. I've known him because my good friend and, and co-host on New Music Saturday, Doctor Baines, uh, has uh, introduced me to him when I was a, a listener to that particular podcast. And um, Grim has been on this really interesting uh, journey where he um, he briefly worked with. Um, some relatively well known artists. He worked with Tom Middleton, Neil Cowley Trio. Uh, he went on to appear on a TV show in Ireland called Other Voices, um, which is apparently really big in Ireland. Um, he was tipped by the Daily Mirror as one to watch in 2014. And then, uh, and he released an album, it was brilliant, uh, sort of about to break through. Uh, and then he took five years off to go and get drunk. Um, <laughs> this is sort of an unprecedented break away from music. He didn't really do anything. Um, which is probably the most punk thing you can do, actually. I've always really admired that about Grimm. Um, and then he came back in 2020, when basically the rest of the world sort of fell to his knees. Um, he came back and went, well, fuck this, I'm going to release some more music. And he released two albums in one year, um, which were both absolutely outstanding, actually. Um, and kind of had to... There was a bit of a journey, sort of... that. It, five years is a long time in music, and suddenly you, you do different things. And, you know, I don't know if MySpace was still around in 2014, but it's that sort of change when suddenly you come back and you go, oh, what's this? I have to be on Instagram, what's that all about? Uh, or whatever it is. And so he kind of went through, um, I think, a bit of a journey in terms of rediscovering, almost starting from scratch, um, and, and, and rediscovering a bit about who he was and how he presented himself but also how other people hear him um he's got a brilliant back catalogue he's got a, a bit of electro alternative and some fakey stuff some bluesy stuff some industrial kind of influenced stuff um but you know whatever he does he sort of puts his own stamp on it um i worked with him last year we we wrote a um kind of contemporary folk concept ep together um which is a a weird but kind of beautiful thing with lots of musicians uh, getting involved and he he uh led that and did the lead vocals on it and uh, wrote the lyrics and stuff which was really really good um so yeah it's a shame he's not here um but he's a superstar in my eyes so i'm happy to sing his praises to you guys uh, i think he's brilliant i don't actually know what song you're gonna play <laughs> called, uh, it's his latest release it's gook huxley featuring oh, abby Olivera, I think it's Olivera. That's a brilliant tune. So that actually comes off of um, the album that I helped him release, which I didn't realise he was going to play, which is called uh, Digital Throw-Up Parts 1 and 2. 
Um, and what that is, his very first EP was called Digital Throw Up. Um, and what we did is remastered the tracks that were on that and then did part two, which is another uh, four or five songs, um, and put them together to show you that kind of journey and that um, five-year gap um, and to show the sort of progression. So as you listen to the album from the first track to the last, you should, hopefully, well, you do, I think, hear this kind of journey of progression um, throughout <coughs> it, which I think also flips on its head a lot of what a lot of albums do, where they put the strongest tracks at the front. Um, not that the strongest, not that there's any weak tracks on this, but you definitely hear um, the sound changes go throughout it, which is really interesting. So, uh, yeah, this is a, a great tune, one of the new ones, and it's um, uh, it was sort of the lead single from the album uh, when it came out as well. Got to see. Mm. Um, yeah, when uh, I first came across Kim Seventeen, his music, it came on the was it a B side? I think it came on the B side, and the guy can talk. And I thought he'd be oh, yeah. perfect for the, I thought he'd be perfect for the podcast. Like blah, 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 can talk, but he's not just talking. He knows what he's on about, and he, he speaks sense as well. Some people can talk bullshit for England. I'm one of them. But um, <laughs> yeah, really enjoyed his company. Really enjoyed chatting with him. It was really fantastic. And his music, it was abstract, but in su- such a, a unique way. I just. Abstract music, usually you stop and you end up thinking about it, you, you, you forget to enjoy it. I still yeah. enjoyed I still enjoyed his music, even though it was really abstract and surreal, but he still drew, drew me in type thing. So, yeah. I think he's just a very warm, friendly person. He's got a great sort of natural morality. He's got a great moral compass. and He's very um, conscientious and... Uh, very mindful so he's just really easy to talk to he's just a really nice uh, guy I suppose mm. is a shit way of saying that um, but, <laughs> but um, yeah I think that comes across I think you're right it's, it's it's music that should in many ways some of it should feel like it's quite inaccessible but it's not um, because there's something about his personality that he layers over it um, where you, you do really listen to it I think um, so yeah I think you're right I think it's brilliant well, even though he hasn't been able to join us tonight, I think you've done him justice. Uh, I think he'd be proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit on the spot, but <laughs> it's all true. <laughs> mm. um, so, yeah, this is uh, Grim 17 and the hooks that I'm about to play out with. Uh, this has been a good first episode back. I've really enjoyed it. It's been... It's it's how I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to moving forward with this... Uh, of this frame, are you okay with everything that's uh, the way it's gone, Wayne, Mike? I would, I would only like to make one suggestion. At some point this year, I would like to get us all, all of us, including you, Mike, into one place, and we could record an episode together. Ooh, um, hopefully, we could do that at some point, maybe during the summer or something. It's something I've thought about, and we, we have well, the skill to do it. So, hopefully, we'll be doing some more festivals this year. So, uh, if we can get some uh, festivals on the go, you might be able to come and join us to, to cover yes, them. Yes, let's and, hope uh, so. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Season five, episode one. What a banger! That's all I can yeah, say. Yeah, it's a good start. <laughs> I, I, as you know, Mike, I, I, di- I didn't sound very positive at all at the start. I was ready to throw my computer at the wall. <laughs> And yeah. call it a day, and there was going to be no season five. Fuck the podcast. <laughs> but yes, it's been good. I'm I'm happy with the with the uh, results and the outcome, and I'm looking forward to the future. Fuck the so, technical issues, eh? <laughs> yeah. So we'll have the B side, 
Uh, after this is side A. This is a uh, season five, episode one, side A. We'll also have the B side, which will come out a week after this one. So look out for that. The B side will be just about the music and the artists. They'll say a bit about themselves and we'll play their music. It won't be as entertaining as this, but if you just want to listen to music and you don't want to listen to people ramble on, the B side is for you. So, oh, yeah. oh, hang on, hang on. I do have one thing. If we're going for the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode, go. You do oh, yes, need you're a right, new. Right, you're right. You're really right. Yes. Um, so what we'll do is we'll go on to a I page. Have the Bible, you know. We have a Bible, you know. I, I do. I have mm. the Bible to hand. Hold on a second. It's right here. <clears throat> it's in my hand. Yes. That saves me it a job here. then. Send her that. Uh, Mike, you can choose. Up. You can choose the next genre for us from the Bible. So choose a letter. Uh, D. 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 And uh, a number from one to however many Ds we've got. Hold on one second. I'm just up to the Cs. Up to the Ds. Here we go. Chav music? What? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right. We have uh, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of Ds. Yes, lots of Ds. Lots of Ds. One, two, three... Four page, three three pages of D's. So choose a page first. Page two. Page two. Right. Uh, here we go. One, two. Yeah. <clears throat> um, or probably about twenty-five, something like that. On the actual. So one anymore. to twenty-five. Yeah. Go three quarters of the way down. Go to about what is that? Number twenty-ish. Let's say. Ah, 20. Okay, we'll go with drum step. <clears throat> Don't know what that fucking oh, is. Oh, drum drumstep is a fusion of drum and bass and dubstep. Oh, oh God, I'm going to love this. <laughs> I fucking right. love dubstep and I love drum and bass. <laughs> I thought dubstep was a fusion of, like, a, anyway, no. Okay, so, yeah, so next time I'll be doing drumstep uh, for the intense hardcore joining musical challenge mode go. Um, yeah, so thank you guys for joining me and... Uh, making this first episode a pleasurable one yeah so um mm, that's us done then and until next time thank you listeners also for joining us and i've been richie i've been wayne and i've been mike thank you for listening if indeed you still are goodbye goodbye (laughs) bye bye
And that, as they say in the industry, is a wrap. That was that was a banging tune. That was fucking excellent. Yeah, was wasn't it? Yeah, it's very proper. out there. You can, can imagine yeah. that on, a, on an episode of Doctor Who or something. Yeah, it's proper. Yeah, got my attention. That I thought you were playing some some sort of weird out of space recorded sound through a spectrometer or something mm. at the start. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Yeah, for me, it's a, it's like you say, it's not reinventing the wheel. It's a very reminiscent. It's reminiscent of a lot of uh, music, so it's not, it's not, it's nothing new. But the good thing about all uh, a lot of good old genres, and I'm gonna start again because I'm absolutely fucking waffling. (laughs) 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 Thank you for listening. If indeed, if you, indeed still you still are. <laughs> Fuck me, that doesn't work at all. <laughs> it's official. Summer is almost here. The sun is getting brighter, the days are getting longer, and your lawn is ready for some love. Get everything you need for a season spent outside with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. Manicure your yard to perfection with lawn care tools from RYOBI. Then get your garden going with vegetables and herbs from Bonnie Plants Harvest Select. Plus, mulch and soil from Vigoro and EarthGrow. Get your lawn as ready as you are for summer in the sun. Feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.